This is episode 562 for June 2019. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. And that opening song is from Marvin Gaye. It's got to give it up. And that was the most popular song in June 1977. And that is the month and year that we're headed back to for Spider History. Before we get there, I want to thank people that make episodes like this possible. Uh, they do so by signing up at patreon.com slash crawlspace. So a big thank you for providing this episode goes out to Robert, Alex, Mayor, Frazetta Hulk, Michael R., David C., Common Omelette, Eric, Michael N., Scott, Brian, Austin, Kean, Zach, Jay, Stephen, Dom, Jonathan, JB, Matthew, Taylor, Dowd, Jose, Symbiobro, Frederick, Will, Patrick, Lee, Hafskimo, Alex, hashtag something good for you. Laura, Nick, Thomas, Ricky, Stuart, Federico, Michael, Stephen, Andrew, Christopher, and Craig. If you would like to make episodes come out uh, and make sure more episodes come out, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. It helps support the website and helps support the podcast and help us pay those expensive bandwidth and website hosting costs. All right, JR is going back in the time machine with the DeLorean. Let's go back with them to 1977. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to Spider History with JR. We have, of course, JR. Welcome, JR. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have Spider History with JR without, without JR. JR. It's like a clone without flower. You can't do it. You and, would just, you, I guess, save the flower jokes for when Zach. I, the here. flower jokes are now a permanent thing, even if he's not I, here. Yeah, well, I know, but it's just fun to watch the life drain, <laughs> the life drain from him when you make flower jokes, you know? And we also have 17 people watching us on YouTube at the moment, including Shy Town, who says he's listening to us as he pays the bills. So now, are, you, there you are you talking about that literally metaphorically? In other words, Shy Town, are you on your job or are you actually writing checks? I pay the bill, I like bet you he's utility. paying bills like you know, like who, who, who do you like pay pay utility? Con Ed, is that who you pay out there in no, Chicago? That's funny. Anyway. Uh, um, we're going back on this spider history to June 1977. I was all of two years old in 1977. Uh, the issue that came out uh, in this month was wh what are we going to review? We're going to review Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man 169. We've got Marvel mm -hmm. Team Up 58, Spec Spidey Number Seven, and Spidey Super Stories featuring the Green Goblin Number Twenty Three. <laughs> the Green Goblin, as you've never seen. Have you've never seen the Goblin before? So <laughs> take me through this this cover. Uh, I I bought years ago. I, probably in the eighties, I bought this issue and it's such a, a, a grabber in the fact that you've got Jonah holding up pictures of Spider-Man and the clone uh, in a bag that's going down the, uh, the, the smoke pipe. And it says, Peter Parker, I know you're Spider-Man and I have the photos to prove it. That makes you buy the book right there. Doesn't it? It's made me. So. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, it was a, uh, it was a cliffhanger that was, uh, Actually, kind of been 18 months in the making, actually, uh, because yeah. as you remember, go back a little more, a little, bar, a little further. Uh, Len Wein, the late Len Wein, but mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. your heart. Um, he, he's the writer on this one. He was the writer. He wrote Amazing Spider-Man 151 and to 180. And obviously, mm -hmm. we didn't know it at the time it was happening, but his whole run essentially was one. There was one overall arc. Yeah. You know, and a bunch of those, but it was all, everything was uh, all, you know, played into the ultimate resolutions. He only left, I think he only left one loose end. What was it? The burglar. When the burglar mm -hmm. came back. Well, Wolfman figured that one out. Wolfman, yeah. Wolfman, uh, and mm -hmm. then, and then saved it for Spider-Man. Yeah. By the way, the, the penciler on this one, a very underrated artist, in my opinion, on Spider-Man, Ross Andrew. Liked his stuff oh. a lot. Liked his yeah. stuff a lot. The great Ross Andrew. Yeah, uh, Ross Andrew was uh, the uh, when I started buying Spider-Man regularly uh, around issue 134. Ross Andrew was the artist, yeah. and uh, for years, his Sp Spider-Man was his Spider-Man. Yeah, and uh, I remember when when he left the title. Well, actually, before that, before when when Spectacular Spider-Man debuted, um, it was like that's not Peter Parker. 
Yeah. You know, it's like, no, what, Peter Parker looks what, like, like Ross Andrew draws. Him. I don't know about you, but when I think of Spider-Man, I think of him in different eras. 60s, I think his two co-fathers, Romita Sr. and Ditko. 70s, Ross Andrew. 80s, McFarlane. And Mark Bagley, 90s. That's when I think of the decades of Spider-Man, that's who I think of. Is, is 70s Ross Andrew for you? Well, <laughs> I mean, it is for me. I mean, I, I was about to say, I, to me, the 70s, it's not just necessarily the artist, I mean, but it's yeah. just the whole uh, me discovering Spider-Man, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first buy, I mean, first buying the comics regularly and first getting into the character and, right. and, uh, stuff like that. So it was a little bit, but, but yeah, I, Andrew was, uh, I mean, to me at the time until I learned more about Spider-Man's history and, yeah. you know, he, he was the definitive Spider-Man artist. Well, well, and even well, then he was kind of doing a, even then yeah. he was dying kind of doing a take on Ramita, which everybody was until McFarlane. Right. No doubt. And even one of my students is in the YouTube chat. He's up at 1137 at night. Hello, Jack. What's going on? Now behave, JR. <laughs> All right. You don't have a brother by the name of Jim, do you? Jim Carrey. Oh, I bet she's never had that joke. Um, all right. Spider-Man 169. Spider-Man stubs his his uh foot. What's that? A hole in my boot. There you go. Well, anyway, just I, I, as I was telling the story in issue number 151. Oh, okay. Give me some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The first one that uh, Lynn did Spider-Man is disposing of the body of the clone or so we think we will find out during the clone saga. It wasn't quite that way, but anyway, Spider-Man is just disposing the body of the clone who died in issue 149 and um, his spider sense goes off. It's like, why's my spider sense going off? And then it's like, apparently forgotten. Um, and then later, you know, several, more than a year later, uh, Jonah starts bragging about, I've got something on you, Spider-Man, <laughs> you know, and well, I can't wait to reveal it. <laughs> so Peter's, you know, Spider-Man starts getting suspicious. And so he goes into, um, actually late, he sneaks into Jonah's office saying, okay, what's that SOB got on me? And he finds an envelope with all these pictures and these pictures are of Spider-Man disposing of his clone's body. And he now remembers that, holy cow, I thought my spider sense went off. I thought someone was there and someone was there and they took all these pictures. Okay. But we don't, we don't learn until about a year later that it was actually Harry Osborn who took those pictures. Right. But we'll kind of actually, we'll get back to Harry in a little bit here. There you go. So foreshadowing foreshadowing so um anyway the story begins uh you know with spider-man with a hole in his boot and then he sees a, uh, an armored car robbery rips out a street light and smashes the the the, the car and foils yeah. the robbery um and then we go to uh Mar- dr marla madison's lab at esu and as you remember we just met the charming uh soon, dr madison a couple of issues soon earlier. to be mrs jameson <laughs> and then Mrs. the late Mrs. Jameson, the late the Mrs. Second, Jameson, the yeah. second late Mrs. Jameson. Yeah, if he gets married and, a third time, I mean, as a trend. And, frank, and, and frankly, to be honest, uh, 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 a worthless death. I another, you know, Dan Slott. You know, during his run, Dan Slott killed off two female characters. You know, Marla Madison and uh, Doctor Kafka. Oh you know, yeah. Who, uh, you know, they were, they were senseless killings. They were just yeah. absolutely senseless. Um, and, uh, I always liked Marla. Well, uh, you know, the, again, you need good supporting characters, Yeah, you know, and Marla was, uh, Marla, you know, you know, she knew, you know, she was able to, to tame Jonah. You know, I, I don't know. She, she was, you know, she was a good supporting character. Um, uh, and, um, you know, like I said, she just got killed off to give Jonah, uh, a moment or, you know, so I'm not sure if this is the first appearance of, uh, Bart Hamilton. Ah, well, it's not, it? but it's, it's, it's but early. You're, you're it's early. Ahead, you're getting ahead. In other words, oh, you're sorry. subconsciously trying to tell me to speed up. So anyway, so anyway, so Dr. <laughs> Madison, you, you remember, uh, yeah. Jonah hired her to build a spider slayer and in issue 168, Spider-Man beat that spider slayer. They, they fought in Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Plaza ice rink. So anyway, the spider slayer is laying there and Marla is fixing it. And she says, I'm going to have it fixed in a few days and you can go after him again. And Spider-Man again, just, uh, Jonah says, no, no, we failed on that. I've, I've got something else I'll use against him. Now, boys and girls, the spider slayer that Marla is working on, she obviously fixes it, right? Yeah. And it goes into storage and it goes into storage for a long time. 
And guess when it's brought out of storage? Is it uh, during slots? Is it the uh, Amazing 800? Oh, my goodness. Is this, is this the, um, oh, the whirly robot that's green that uh, no, no, tried no, no, to figure no. out this is a different oh, one? This is, the, this, is the, this is the big clunky walking robot where Jonah's face is uh, like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, and screens all around it or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows up again. It's it, This is its last appearance before Amazing Spider Man number 800. Man, that's, that's a long gestation period. Jonah brings it out of retirement to go after baby yeah. carnage. Who's Normie Osborne. Um, so, uh, yeah. anyway, so then, then now we get to Dr. Hamilton. Okay. Yeah. The scene switches to Dr. Hamilton's office where Harry is, they've just Harry Osborne and he have just finished up a rousing therapy session. And boy, Harry is really getting a lot out of these therapy sessions. Yeah. Uh, he just really feels good. Uh, Liz Osborne, uh, or Liz Osborne. She's not Liz Osborne yet. Liz Allen comes to pick mm -hmm. him up, you know, and Dr. Hamilton with his, you know, with his, his little goatee or whatever, and his purple jacket is just yeah. looking so dashing and uh, some pleasant niceties are said between everybody. And, and as they walk, Harry and Liz walk out, and Dr. Hamilton says, ah, there goes a lovely couple. Uh, Liz Allen was just what the doctor ordered for Harry Osborne. Ah, you know, how sweet. Uh, that is until you go back and look at that first panel. Uh, and there's this little goblin mask mm -hmm. right it. there above Dr. Uh, Bart Hamilton. Yeah. And of course, back in 1977, when I was all of 13 years old, I didn't notice. No. I didn't notice, you know, yeah. went over my head completely. So we go to Peter's apartment and J. Jonah Jameson comes in or stops by. And obviously it's, it's not going to be a friendly visit. Peter lets him in. And then John goes for Peter's hair and starts pulling on Peter's hair. <laughs> you got to, you know, like he's trying to rip his face off. Yeah. Well, it turns out Jonah thinks that Peter is wearing a mask because he throws the pictures out in front, you know, and says, I've got proof you're Spider-Man. And essentially Jonah believes Spider-Man killed Peter dumped his body down the smokestack and is now impersonating Peter. Oh, so he expected a, a Peter Parker mask to come off and Spider-Man's mask to be under it, I guess. I don't know. Or whoever Spider-Man really was. Right. Okay. You know, that this guy, this person was a, uh, impersonating Person. Peter. Right. Well, of course, Peter, having found the pictures, the issue before has, has had time to kind of come up with a, uh, a remedy, a, a plan to fool Jonah. So Peter says, Wait a minute, those pictures look awfully familiar. Right. And so he goes into his uh, you know, his his archive and he pulls out pictures and he says, See this pose of Spider-Man and see this pose of me with Mary Jane, and here's Spider-Man just standing there. You know, see what you've got, Jonah, are doctored photos. Someone stole my photo, my negatives, and created yeah. these doctored photos and sent them to you. 1977 yeah. Photoshop, man. And, and, uh, <laughs> and Jameson and, and Jonah goes, wait a minute. If you had the net, how could you, you were the only one who could have produced the forgeries. If they were forgeries, you were the only one who could have produced them since you had them, you know, and Peter says, Oh, and then he says, Oh, wait a minute. Remember when Harry Osborne thought he was the green goblin, he tried to frame me. Yeah. 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 And Jonah buys it. And he, yeah. I, I would tell you, even at 13 years old, <laughs> that seemed way too, that was pretty lame. Yeah. That was pretty lame. Uh, so anyway, that problem solved. Spider-Man goes swinging around town and he notices like one goon go into this uh, building where it says no one admitted. Hold up. Oh. Hold up. Rewind a little bit. Look who made a cameo like he did in the MCU. Look who's in that panel. Who? Stanley. Stanley oh, is in there. I Yeah. 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 Actually, I was saving that till the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Eh, see, see, see. Well, I'm you just know, going in order that you're reading it. This is just this is just like you wanting to know the who the mysterious uh, bum was, you know, uh, in issue number one fifty six. Couldn't wait. Oh, yeah. um, so, so anyway, these Peter's Spiderman sees these goons start to go into a um, where a warehouse bell or a building, and uh, he grabs the last one and he says, "I wonder what you're doing. What's going on here?" 
Uh, and so we later find out it's they go. He, Spider-Man goes to an abandoned subway tunnel where these other guys are playing with a laser cannon, waiting for the boss to show up. And then the boss, there's this fight. And then the boss shows up and it's a big guy. We see him in shadows. It's a big guy with a long cigarette holder. And Spider-Man thinks it's a kingpin. And it really turns out to be Dr. Faustus. A Captain and, America uh, villain, right? Captain America villain. And that yeah. sets up for the next issue where Faustus is trying to rob something and he dopes Spider-Man and right. but anyway, as Brad was alluding to during this issue, we have this very conspicuous panel when Spider-Man is swinging around very conspicuous of this, of, of these two kids marveling about how awesome Spidey is. And no, they're not Sam Raimi's kids. Uh, that was, that stunt was done later for Spider-Man three. Remember when these two just out of random, there was a shot of these two kids going, "Wow, yeah. totally awesome. You know, it's yeah. like, that, that sounds, that seems kind of awkward and just stuck in there. And then it turns out that's Sam Raimi getting his kids in there. So anyway, so there, there's, and then there's this old guy with a mustache saying, mm-hmm. well, I guess he's no Vera Valiant, but he'll do, you know? And of right. course that's Stan Lee, Stan Lee, <coughs> promoting uh his uh, vi- uh the uh, uh the virtue of vera valiant because at this time stan- Who is that yeah i don't know well well well, well this is uh, why i'm tuning into history to find this out is what, this is why you're tuning this by i was born in 1977 oh no yeah you people make me feel old. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) See, I got to wear this hat to cover my gray hair now. No, you're good. You're good. So tell me who is Vera Valiant. I don't know who that is. Right. Uh, Around this time, Stan was, Stan was doing a syndicated comic strip. Not Spider-Man. So he, and this other artist, I forgot to write the artist name. They created this, Vera Valiant, this story character called the Vera Valiant, and it was the virtues of Vera Valiant, and it was supposed to be a parody of soap operas. In fact, uh, here's the, uh, the 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 tag: Are you a soap opera addict, or do you think soap operas are totally ridiculous? Either way, you'll be hooked by the fantastic new nationally syndicated soap opera comic strip, The Virtue of Vera Valiant. How long did that run? I have never. I have not never very, heard. The, I have never heard long. this story ever. That's crazy. Lovely, big-hearted Vera and her wacky family uh, keep bumbling their way from one madcap mishap to the other. Wow! Never heard this whether, one. Whether whether it's something private as love or public as a flying saucer on the lawn, you'll be groaning and laughing right along with them. So don't wait. Man. Come ahead and get acquainted with this zany family who could be anyone's next door neighbors. You'll be delighted they invited you into their homes and hearts. Frank Springer. There you go. There's your artist. And if that isn't wacky enough, last year a Chinese film company bought the rights to turn this into a movie. <laughs> anyway, you know, we all wow. We all love Stanley. And Stan's contributions to popular culture cannot be under regardless of what bill maher says mm-hmm. all right uh stan stan's contribution to public popular culture cannot be underestimated but the guy was a hustler and if he mm-hmm. wasn't selling comic books he probably would have been selling cars yeah he, he uh, was, real stan, quick stan was a hustler who are the two kids standing next to Stanley in that kid? They now? were apparently. Did they win a contest? Or did I? They won a contest. That's what it I said, thought. Yeah. It says in the letters pages that they won. Um, they were winners of a Spider-Man dance contest on the Sunday morning TV sensation Wonderama. Mm. Wow! So they they won. A, they won a gig. I, uh, you had to be in New York. And of course, these kids are probably just old now. You know, I just, w- wouldn't that be funny if we could talk to them? That'd be fun. Well, their actual names are given. So, yeah, there you uh, go. That's you funny. know, so you can, you know, all you got to do is uh, pick up issue 100, yeah. amazing 169, and you know who they were. So, anyway, that was that was issue 169. Well, there uh, you go. All right. Uh, let's see. You want to do team up now? Uh, we can, it won't take very long. Okay. Uh, it, it, in fact, it's not even as, uh, it's not even as wacky or stupid as a lot of the other team ups. Marvel um, team up 58 came out this month. 
You're going to do the credits, right? Uh, give me a minute. Give me a minute to find it. 58. I forget who's even in this issue. Oh, Ghost, Ghost, Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Uh, Chris Claremont and our pal Sal. We can't escape Sal, man. He's everywhere. Sal Buscema yeah. and P. Marcos on Jack, uh, inks. Jack Carey, not much. Been off work for a while. Wait a minute. I thought he was a student of yours. He is. How's it? How's he? He's he was working. Yes, well, teenagers work. They do. Yes. Did oh, your teenagers wow. not working when they were under your roof, or does does uh, Spencer not that's have a, long, a job? That's a long story. But okay. anyway, <laughs> uh, always have a good weekend. BD, see you at school. They don't. Hey, wait a minute. They don't call you Mister Douglas. Well, he where he they do. They do. But then again, that sounds like a Mr. Oh, that sounds Green like Acres. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mr. Douglas. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Mr. Fettinger, that doesn't sound right. Uh, yeah. no. All right. Sorry. Ghost Rider. Issue 58. Yeah. This is a pretty well, simple tale. Simple tale. Um, Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze is uh, a stuntman, and he's uh, there. There's this. TV shows having its two-hour premiere, and they're filming in Chelsea, which is where, as you know, back in the seventies, that's where Peter Parker lived. Actually, Peter Parker lived there yep. until he got married to Mary Jane. So, yep. uh, you know, he first got that apartment for if only. If it one, wasn't because of Jonathan Caesar and that apartment, he'd still be there. And Mary one Jane, ten a, one ten a month. He and I did a little, but, I did a little research or whatever because uh, I've got a book called the. Uh, 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 my, I, I bought a book called oh, uh, I remember it. It's, it's Comics New York. Yeah. Uh, By the way, anyway, my, Peter, since in 30 years, has never gone back to his old apartment to see Miss Muggins. What a what a missed opportunity story that could be. Well, she's probably dead. Well, I know, but wouldn't it be neat to see who's in his apartment now? What's well, been going on there? I mean, that's a future story. Well, I, what's been going on is the whole area has been gentrified and, uh, what he paid $110 a month for, according to this uh, book that I bought would be about $3,800 a month now. Oh, so uh, it's, it's really upper class now. It, it, all, uh, I mean, all, I mean, almost all of Manhattan, I mean, Man, well, uh, south, south of man, the, the Southern midtown to South to, to lower Manhattan has been all gentrified. Uh, all the, you go, you know, Chelsea used to be a pretty uh, worn neighborhood, and it, every you know, basically, uh, er, you know, uh, everything's been redone, remodeled, uh, turned into uh, well, there, these, all these crappy buildings, been turned yeah. into expensive apartments. Uh, there's 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 a Starbucks on every corner, uh, all kinds of vegan crap. And well, there, uh, there's your story right there. He lived in a deluxe apartment in the seventies. That's now he can't afford it. No, he can't. It's all gentrified, you know, and and Harlem's being gentrified. And, and now, you know, part Brooklyn has been, Brooklyn's been turned from the crack. And you're you're, you're speaking from experience. You were just in New York. You said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. uh, But, um, yeah, uh, but so anyway, but yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's been, but anyway, they're in Chelsea. Film yeah. and there was never a Chelsea Street, boys and girls. They think hmm. uh, this book speculates that uh, really it was Peter. It was it was somewhere between 18th and 19th Avenue uh, in New York, but where Peter lived. But anyway, um, so anyway, so they're filming this, and and Pace Pop Pete happens to be lurking around. Pace Pop Pete also known as a trapster. Uh, he sprays some of his paste and Johnny's motorcycle starts going out of control and it's going to kill a bunch of people. Uh, but Spider-Man, you know, Peter changes the Spider-Man, Spider-Man webzing, you know, saves a day, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, what, what you know, th- then the trapster snags Spider-Man, you know, with his paste and takes him away and, and Ghost Rider says, well, I owe Spidey my life. I better go save him. You know, and uh, because the the trapster, I guess the frightful four, you know, had broken out of prison, and the trapster sprung off from the other guys because he wants ghost revenge on Ghost Rider for something that happened in Ghost Rider number fifteen. So we have your typical superhero supervillain fights and stuff like that, and then Johnny zaps the trapster with Hellfire, and the trapster screams and says, "I'm in hell!" Ah! <laughs> And then in another, another, you know, at first when I saw this, 
I had to I had to go back and see who wrote this because I thought, oh, this sounds like JMD Mateus. No, but it was Claremont, isn't it? Yeah. But even though even though, you know, the trapster is a criminal, even though the trapster had a bomb in his hand and he was standing in front of a, they're on a, they're on a naval vessel and Spidey's afraid that the, the, the nuclear pile is going to, uh, <sighs> what's wrong? Text from the wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, so. So, so anyway, Johnny zaps him with hellfire. Yeah. And Spider-Man's, you know, Spider-Man says, uh, uh, what was it here? Oh yes. I'm ghost Rider says, I'm not blind Spider-Man. I saw the warning. I never intended to stop him by attacking his body. And Spider-Man goes, so you went for his mind instead, huh? You, you did you have to do it this way? You know, if I live a thousand years, Blaze, I hope to never hear that scream, a scream like that again. We're supposed to be better than the filth we fight. It's like, oh, my God. And then the Ghost Rider does a Popeye impression and says, I am what I am. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I'm thinking, you know, Spidey, sometimes your your wrist is a bit way too limp. Mm-hmm. You know, just too. Uh, so that's the one thing. I mean, I can. I don't want Spider-Man to kill people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't want, you know, he's not the Punisher. He's not Ghost Rider. He's not Wolverine. But sometimes I swear he, he's he's not screwed on straight, you know, because sometimes the bad guys do get what they deserve. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes they're bad guys. They're no good, you know, and they deserve to be, you know, roughed up a little bit. But anyway, that's beside the point. So, yeah. you know, sh- uh, one part issue of Marvel team up, neither, neither fair nor foul. It is what it is. Yeah. All right. The next issue we're going to talk is about spec number seven. So let's, let me pull that one up and let's see here. Ah, we got Morbius on the cover with Gloria Grant. There you go. Archie Goodwin and another Sal Buscema artwork. Sal everywhere. I tell you, you can't escape the man. Can you? No, everywhere. Cry Uh, mayhem. Cry Morbius is the top. Uh, title. Yep, and uh, in, and uh, you know we will do this as a tribute to uh, Kevin Cushing. <laughs> it's Morbin, Morbius was his favorite character, but yep. Anyway, this this actually is part two of a three part tale. Parts issue number six was primarily a reprint of an old Marvel team up. Basically, starting out, I remember the time I fought Morbius, the living vampire. And then we go into a reprint of like Marvel team up number three, I think. You know, it it sounds like when they launched that spec title, they didn't have much uh, lead time. Well, the thing is, I was was going to go into a big, you know, like, uh, you know, being a young kid, eager to read a Spider-Man comic and then saying, hey, this is a reprint. I've been ripped off. Yeah, you but you I, want your 30 cents back? Is that what you want? <laughs> but uh, actually, that's, the reprints weren't uncommon uh, in this time period. Um, well, when artists and writers got behind, they had to put a book out. The deadline so they, was coming. Yeah, and so they, uh, which is something that Jim Shooter tried to stop. Uh, yeah. Crap like that. And uh, everybody hated him for it. But uh, now what did... Uh, um, yeah, but you're right. Exactly. That's what happened. In fact, I remember a, uh, uh, in another case, it was a fantastic four comic book I had, uh, for what, I don't know why I bought a fantastic four comic book or whatever. Maybe I was just desperate and bored and lonely and <laughs> Spider-Man hadn't come out that week. So, uh, but it was a, uh, it, anyway, there was this character that was in a costume that was, you know, fight shooting at the fantastic four. And then it went into, a, a, apparently this character had been Reed Richards, uh, you know, disguising himself to test the Fantastic Four or whatever. But anyway, the story starts out, this guy's shooting at him, but it's Reed, Johnny, and, Th- and the thing. It's like, well, wait a minute, Reed, that can't be you, you know? Because And so then the rest of the issue is a reprint oh, of yeah. that character's appearance. And then at the very end, it turns out that, you know, in modern times, it's Nick Fury, and he was just, you know, he was just yeah. messing. With so the artist and the writers only had to write about three or four pages yeah, a month. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, it was, a, it was, it was not an uncommon stunt at this time. Yeah. Uh, so they, so basically then the, that issue ended with Morbius in another dimension or whatever, talking to some entity. So then we come to number set issue number seven. Uh, and we find out really what has happened 
is Morbius got these dimensional, these dimensional time wristbands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he, he went to this other dimension to escape earth. Uh, and this, you know, cause he hates being a vampire, hates his life, hates everything. So, uh, but it turns out that, uh, this planet that he's on has only one inhabitant and it's called the empathoid. <laughs> uh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because anyway, so Morbius, Morbius just appears, uh, out of nowhere and he's talking to a voice in his head and all we, that's all we know about them on a voice in his head. Um, the story actually started out with Spider-Man settling some old business. Cause he goes to this, uh, mob mobster hangout, uh, and he starts uh, manhandling the crime boss, Morgan, who, uh, in issues number four and five sent a hitman after Spider-Man called the Hitman. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so Spider-Man, you know, he, he, beat, he, he, he has a little fun with Morgan and his gangsters and leaves and he has a good feeling. He says at times like this, it's more of a kick being Spider-Man than the Fonz. No, happy days, Reverend. Well, there then you Le- go. Le- and then he says Laverne and Shirley too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, following up, we have another subplot. And uh, this subplot is Flash Thompson lurking around an apartment because he really wants to find an Asian woman who will make sandwiches for him. Um, <laughs> that's for you, Bertoni. Yep. Yeah, that's for you, Bertoni. So uh, <laughs> it, it, the allusion is to a, a, a scene where, where Shashan brings Flash sandwiches and it just... Yeah just feels wrong and looks wrong and sexist yeah. or whatever. So that's what this is a reference yeah. to. So he sees, but he sees Shashan and he says, aha, I knew it was her, but you know, there's this, is this other sinister looking, uh, uh, fellow who's looking at flash saying, you know, you know, we're, you know, I guess I better take care of this. And of course that turns out to be Shashan's husband and we meet him and, yeah. uh, later in another issue. But, uh, so that's that subplot, which is going on. So in the middle of nowhere, anyway, Morbius the living vampire appears. Um, and, uh, he's, uh, it's obvious that whatever voice he's talking to is trying to stir him up emotionally because this thing feeds on a, wh- whatever this is feeds on emotions. So Spider-Man goes out looking or Morbius, uh, the empathoid is what his name is, but Morbius wants to drink some blood. I got to drink some blood. And then he sees a picture of Spider-Man and, uh, the the empathoid see, sees that Morbius is you know blood pressure goes up. Of course, if he has any blood, that is he's a vampire, um, and he's a real vampire. It's not plasma like that. Like the nineties show, yeah. Fox cartoon plasma. Um, so the empathoid sends him after Spider Man because he figures that'll rouse his emotions and uh, get him going. Right. Uh, but we don't quite know that yet. I'm getting ahead of myself. So we go to the Daily Bugle, uh, and Gloria Grant is there working late. She's waiting for Peter Parker because uh, they're going to go grocery shopping together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But she's hoping that Peter hurries up before all the supermarkets close. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, I mean, of course, that happened in the 70s. Yeah. I say, what? Supermarkets? What? Places? You, know, what? you, can't, you couldn't I- shop on Sunday sometimes. Yeah. So, of course, it's the 70s, boys and girls. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's, it's kind of funny when you think about it because later, Jerry Conway said, that he uh, had planned on Glory and Peter uh, dating, yeah. uh, but that never quite happened. So anyway, but Morbius bursts into the bugle because anybody who works at the Daily Bugle <laughs> has to know where Spider-Man is, right? Yeah. Anybody who works there has because his picture shows up so often. Everybody's got to know Spider-Man and where Spider-Man hangs out. So of course he kidnaps yeah. Glory so he can she can lead him to Spider-Man. Well, you know Peter sees this goes on. He changes to Spider-Man. Uh, and he and Morbius um, start fighting. And Spider-Man gets uh, is distracted and run over by a truck. And as Morbius goes in for the kill, then the, the voice in his head takes him away uh, because he doesn't want the fight to end this quickly. He wants to drag it out. Uh, and so Morbius is, is, is re- trying to resist this. He's saying, you know, I hate what I am, but you're making it a game and you're dragging it out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. And so but and then the, the the entity you know like sends him through a you know shockwaves of pain and Spider-Man and Gloria going around watching this and and then we find out that what's happening is Morbius is controlled by this entity called the Empathoid and that's the end of the issue. Okay. And what happens in issue number eight? The Empathoid was a an android created on this planet who sucked the emotions out of all the inhabitants and they all died. 
they all you know wilted and died or whatever. He's been there thousands of years alone. Morbius shows up. The empathoid takes us over his body. But then, because Morbius, the empathoid kept having Morbius looking for fights. He didn't let Morbius drink blood. So mm. Morbius collapses, passes out. Empathoid takes over Spider-Man's body. But, you know, of course, oh. Spider-Man, uh, Peter foils him by taking him to a uh, college football game where he overdoses on the emotion and dies. So anyway, wow. bump up to be, you know, that's the story. I don't remember that one hardly at all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, Very you know, much at all. Spectacular Spider-Man really did not get rolling until about two years in Roger uh, Stern. Uh, actually before Bill that Mantlo, Bill, Bill Mantlo, Mantlo. Yeah. Bill, uh, yeah. you know, about two years in and Mantlo, I, I think Mantlo had written for it before. I mean, he, he had yeah. been writing, but the, the, the creative team had been inconsistent for a while and it didn't seem to have much direction. But then when, uh, Mantlo took Peter to graduate school and then the store, then the, then the title started to find its footing yeah. Yeah. and then Roger Stern took it over. Uh, it got real good and it got real good. And then Stern Mm -hmm. went right. Amazing. And Mantlo came back and actually it was, it was really strong there. It was real good. Uh, That was where the black Um, cat became semi-regular. That was the Al octopus war. But anyway, I really wish, um, Marvel unlimited would have a complete spec run. Cause I'd like to reread that from issue one to the, what, two sixty three, Like I did amazing recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's see. Hey, Zach has joined us in the, uh, the chat room. What's up, Zach? Okay, now you can do the flower jokes. Oh, okay, okay. Let's let's rise to the occasion. Uh, we <laughs> wait a minute. Zach's been t- now. See, now look at this. Zach is really getting more sandwiches. Flash my oh, Zach. flash my love. Okay, we've got one more issue. Yes. Uh, to wrap up this month, uh, Spidey Super Stories number twenty three came out with the Green Goblin on the cover. It says the Green Goblin cuts Spidey. Down, down to size, size. out and of the uh the the uh what what's that called the that's not a goblin purse what is that thing that he has well it's his satchel it's his satchel it's where his he keeps satchel. his pumpkin bombs spider-man is crawling out of the goblin satchel this is a cover by john ramita senior yep ah 70s decaying wood pulp and on the back look yeah. at this you gotta what, what we a green goblin value stamp here, you know, Ooh, look at that here. Hold it up more. I didn't see it. It was below the frame a little higher, a little higher, a little higher. You look at that. And you can cut out and subscribe to Spidey super stories. It looks like back there too. Couldn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, um, and mail this to Marvel comic subscriptions. And, uh, if you send a check or money order for $4 and 50 cents, yeah. you'll get 12 issues. You know, teachers bulk rates are available too. I wonder what would happen. Wonder what is at 575 Madison Avenue. It's not Marvel comic subscriptions anymore. Marvel is still in, still does have offices in Midtown. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's 575 Madison anymore but yeah. i they i mean they they do but uh rumor ha- there's, there's been speculation that the whole it's going to be like dc and the whole ball of wax is going to move out to california yeah but um so so basically spider-man's going to shrink it sounds like well so the, the looks like the art is by um colfax mingo i don't or no, know maybe that's the story maybe that's the written and all right i'm i'm confused but anyway take me through this issue yeah, okay, here we go. The writers are Jim Salakrup and Colfax Mingo. Okay, there the print, you go. The penciler is Winslow Mortimer, and I don't dare make fun of his name because somebody schooled me on that. But actually, before we get into the, the main the story here, we've got we, we first have to meet the thing. Okay. Oh yeah, you got a little origin of the thing. We gotta meet the thing because the thing's gonna show up later. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, and I didn't get a chance to, uh, the thing, here we go. Ben Graham is the strongest one of the fantastic four. He just has one problem. He's ugly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so he cracks a mirror when he's looking at it. People yeah. think he's a monster. They call him the thing. See more about the thing in this issue, but there you anyway. go. 
kid, the first aimed for little kids. The Lotro Electric Company is what this. The first story: the amazing shrinking Spidey. Okay, the Green Goblin is fighting Spider-Man, and uh, the Goblin uh, goes to a museum to to steal stuff. Of course, because that's what the Green Goblin does. And the Goblin enters the museum on his glider, and the cops say, "No smoking in the museum, Mister." (laughs) (laughs) And the Goblin throws a pumpkin bomb. Says, "I make my own rules." That sounds like Norman. Yeah, that sure sounds like Norman. I make my own. Well, actually, this is Harry, because oh, it is. It's not Norman. Well. We've actually seen well. We've actually seen the Green Goblin in an early issue, and it was Harry. Uh, oh. But Harry had—that was because Harry had drunk some green juice. He turned into the Green Goblin, and then Spider-Man later dumped it down the sink. So I don't maybe know. Maybe the Spidey Super Stories didn't want to adapt the Gwen Stacy story. <laughs> maybe, maybe the you know, so who knows? Snap, kids! Yeah, anyway, the, the greedy Goblin grabs his prize. You know, he's trying to steal. He's trying to steal a painting. Uh, and so Spider-Man tries to stop him, but the Green Goblin throws a bomb at him, which shrinks Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, so there's, you know, the Green Goblin puts him in a slingshot shooter and, you know, shoots him away. And Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, comes down on a, on a little web. And, of course, Spidey's small this whole time, and but he finds the Goblin again. The Goblin's been robbing banks and other things. He finds the Goblin, follows the Goblin to his lair, and the Goblin who ha- in his lair, he has stun bombs, stink bombs, grow bombs, and shrink bombs. Now you remember <laughs> that he threw a shrink bomb at Spidey right. earlier and shrunk him. So, so Spidey breaks into the goblin's hideout mm-hmm. and he goes to his box of grow bombs. The grow bombs. Grow bombs. Which look like a grenade. It looks like you're good. So he he pulls the pin on the grow bomb, mm-hmm. and he <laughs> uh, behave, behave. I was going to make a comparison to Viagra. But oh anyway. yeah, yeah. But anyway, still though, the idea of oh look, shrink bombs, grow bombs. It just and, is so it's so nice and convenient, but, isn't it? Yeah. So he he he. He grows. <laughs> Maybe it's so no diff- it's no different than a pim particle. We just saw that in Avengers, you know. Yeah. So anyway, the Green Goblin, you know, after he grows, the Green Goblin's going to throw another shrink bomb at him. But Spider Man spins his web, covers the Goblin, the shrink bomb explodes, and it shrinks the Goblin. And Spider Man says, "From now on, all your problems will be little ones." And the Green Goblin says, "Fooey." The mm-hmm. end. Yep. Well, and then we have another, uh, we have a little side intro presenting the puppet master. Yep. I you know, it. so let's think, okay, we've seen a one page thing of the introducing a thing. And now we've seen one for the puppet master. Uh, what's going to happen? So anyway, middle story, <coughs> the middle story for the first few years of Spidey super stories was an adaptation of the little live action right. thing scenes from the electric company. Mm-hmm. Now this one, I don't remember ever seeing. No, I don't either. I don't. The Queen of Diamonds. I don't remember her. Spider-Man drawing the Queen of Diamonds. I don't remember seeing that one. But basically, it looks like it's the same lady who probably played uh, a couple other uh, villain roles. I think we uh, we talked about her once. Rita Moreno. Uh, no, 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 no. This was this was somebody else. Oh, I can't uh, think of it. But it looked like she was having a Dickens of a time. We were we were yeah. actually we kind of, it was kind of fun watching it. So anyway, she just goes around stealing diamonds. Uh, what do I, you know, guys proposing on a bench? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. He steals the ring from her finger. Clear the deck. I'm dealing with danger. <laughs> uh, then she breaks into a diamond store. What, what is it? Oh, she's going. Oh, the Museum of Natural History, where the world's largest diamond is. So she has to steal it. Uh, Spider Man uh, is in disguise and he catches her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the the security guard says, "Nice going, Spidey. What's your hurry?" And Spider-Man, ever the punster, says, "I've got tickets to a baseball game. That's the kind of diamond I like." There yeah. you go. <laughs> and the last the, the last story is the, the the thing in the Puppet Master. Um, yeah. I mean, I you know, like I said, I didn't have a chance to read these, but uh, well, to you, go got, through you, these, got, I, you got Mary Jane interacting with the thing Jane. and Peter. Yeah. So you've. Um, you know, basically, the puppet master is controlling the thing. Spidey stops him. 
but um pump the end. Let's see if there's anything really stupid here at the end. Well, Mary Jane's pretty ticked off at him, you know, for breaking mm-hmm. their date. So, um, uh, oh, they're here. They're at school, and uh, he sees Harry. I saw pictures. Your pictures in the Daily Bugle, Pete. You're becoming a star. Think so, Harry? Sure. I wish I had a neat part-time job like yours, Pete. And then Peter sees Mary Jane, who gives him the cold shoulder, you know, for running out. And Harry says, "Yeah, yeah you're really lucky." The end. And then here yeah. we go. The wit of the web swinger. The wit there of the you web. Go. Little, is this the back cover? Is that what that is? Well, this is the. Uh, it's the the last the last page before the back cover. It's it's a yeah. black and white. Where can you answer this question? How many feet in a mile? It depends on how many people are walking in it. But um, oh, Spider-Man dad jokes at the end here. Yep. If you have a riddle or joke, just send it to me. We'll print the worst ones. And there so you, you, can, you can write the wit of the web slinger, care of Spidey super stories, <laughs> Marvel comics, Madison. Did you write in? <laughs> no, no, no. If I ever, if I had ever written in, I would, I would have written in to try to get one of those fabulous snow prizes. Oh but, uh, yeah. Never, never did that either. So, so that was that, that's the month. Was it a good month? It was a reasonable month. You had a pretty good, amazing Spider-Man story, uh, which, uh, you know, uh, Lane Wayne capped off one of his little mini arcs during his run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a, a typical Marvel team-ups, which wasn't as stupid as a lot of Marvel team-ups. Yeah. Uh, and uh, an early spectacular Spider-Man. It was an okay month. It was, it was an okay month. Uh, we have a question on YouTube about if Spider-Man was shrunk in the 80s cartoon. He was. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was it Doctor Doom that shrunk him? I don't remember. Yeah, it was. Here it is. The Incredible Shrinking Spider-Man. Let me pull it up. Uh, I've got it on YouTube. Let me see who the villain is that did this. I want to mute that. Uh, Yes, from the 1981. uh, Who shrunk Spidey? I'm trying to think. He's in a lab. Who's the villain? Let's fast forward. I thought it was Dr. Doom, but I guess I, I could be wrong. Do you, I That uh, 80s Spider-Man uh, animated series was not syndicated where I was. So, no, did, it wasn't. I didn't was, see it either. I, I saw Amazing Friends, and it's the same artwork. Uh, I mean, animation that... Um, that was amazing friends, but I just, I'm not that familiar with that eighties, uh, syndicate Spider-Man, but I do remember a shrinking episode and it was yeah. part of it. I'm seeing I see a few questions here. I want okay. To go answer. ahead. Uh, Joey Gallardo ask any chance of future articles, Jr. <sighs> probably not. I probably not. I, uh, I just don't have the heart for it anymore. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, after after one more day, it kind of be well. One, I just got involved with other things, uh, including the that, podcast. We've well, talked well, about yeah, this exactly, exactly. We've talked about it. I joined, when Brad asked me to join the podcast. In a way, that kind of took over the articles. Yeah, um, but also it, it would have been hard to write during the one more day era because it would be like it had been just nothing but negative stuff. Um, so, but no, I, I have a feeling, uh, I, I still keep the website alive, but uh, I have a feeling that, that Spidey Kicks Butt has, uh, has, its day is done. Uh, I think the last time you updated it was like 2010. Was that right? Or is it farther back? 2007, I think. 2007. Oh, wow. Yeah. 12 years. Well, maybe, well, but 2009, maybe, because I think Spencer was playing baseball and that was when I started getting wrapped up into things. Spencer yeah. started getting older, you know, and so then I had two kids that I had, I was involved, yeah. you know, I mean, Rachel was a teenager and then Spencer was starting to get involved in activities. So, so 10 know. years. <laughs> so, so that, uh, yeah. so that started taking up my time. And then, you know, I just started, well, I, you, I, you joined the show and joined the show, joined the show and really didn't have enough time for it. And in fact, I, yeah. I kind of found out later that during the time I was writing articles, I probably should have been doing other things and paying attention to other things. Mm-hmm. So I went back to those things that I should have been paying attention to and voila, guess what? No time to write articles, but, but thank you for asking Joey. Uh, let's yeah. see here. What else you got? Uh, let's see here. Uh, boy, um, Chi Town. Oh, Chi Town regrets missing us talking about. Uh, What's well, up, up on YouTube? Up on YouTube, Chi Town. You can watch it. Uh, let's see here. Tackling awesome. Be your buddy. 
remember Shaitan was born in 77. Sam's Tangled Web was born in 72. Ah, Vinkman has my answer. The Incredible Shrinking Spidey was the name of that cartoon. The villain was some schmuck called the Gadgeteer. Oh, wow. Was that, is that, is that up there with video man? Oh, video man. There you go. Okay. Zach. Joey says your, your words are law. What? That's funny. Zach says JR is the best. You haven't heard JR talk bad mouth tonight. I'm just kidding. Uh, Let's see here. uh, okay, Shytown, I can't believe I missed the Parallel Lives review. Joey, Joey Galaro is asking, where can I watch the 80s Spider-Man series? YouTube, uh, sir. I just, YouTube. I just Googled it. It's right there. Yeah. Type in Spider-Man 1980s cartoon. It's all pretty much up there. Oh, it's not the same, Jerry. Your words are law. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. JR. Wait a minute, Zach. Wait a minute. I haven't paid you that lately. I didn't pay you to say that. Oh, well. You missed it, Zach. Uh, last month on Spider History, JR asked the YouTubes, is Brad funny? And it was a mixed response. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. Mixed, mixed, so there we go, boys and girls. And it's there, uh, There's your Spider History. It's 12.20 in the morning, one twenty in JR land. Yep, yep. Yep. On a Saturday morning, we're talking... Yep. And we're gaining viewers, which is <laughs> oh man, we get we got more now than we ever. The, now the De- devil breaker said hi, Brett and Jr. What up, peeps? Well, <laughs> not us for not us for much longer. No, we're we're yeah. about to go to bed. Um, so you uh, you, you know, but but hey, we're, it's recorded on posterity now. And I no keep doubt. looking over here because I've got another computer here, which I'm talking to Brad on this one, and then yeah. I'm reading all the chat chat stuff on this one. So yeah. All right, I think we call it. YouTubers, thank you for watching. We we produced four podcasts in how many hours? We start at 9, 9, 10, 11, 12. Four podcasts in three and a half hours. There you go. That's Not a lot of content. Yep. Not too bad. We usually yep. take longer, but uh, yeah. we're getting older. No so. doubt. All right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. Before we go, I want to remind you one more time about patreon.com slash crawlspace. Uh, it helps support our website and also our podcast hosting. It helps us pay the bills. And make sure that more episodes like this one that you just listened to come out in the future. As a thank you to members of our Patreon club, you get uh, monthly uh, episodes that are exclusive to Patreon members only, like our Sp- Spider Satellite Show, where we usually review at least 15 books because Marvel's not letting up uh, releasing Spider Books, multiple Spider Books. Also, we've got some uh, fun exclusive shows coming up in the future with cosplayers, and uh, we also recently did an episode where we examined who the Senta Demon is. <clears throat> what I think I think they've changed his name to Kindred, but I think Senta Demon sounds cool. Anyway, uh, one more time, log on to Patreon.com/crawlspace. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>